You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Amen. Uh, praise God. Hope everyone can hear me. Thank you so much, Falabi. Um, okay. I hope yeah. everyone can hear me. Hi, guys. This is Idris. Yeah, uh, and that's BWS. And that's Shallah Lawal. Uh, and hi to everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us. And that's Nifemi trying to speak. Thank you for everyone joining us. Thank you for the guys who came in early. Ajoke, uh, I saw you came in early. Thank you so much. God bless you. All right. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, it's been a couple of days since I stepped out of my house. Um, it's an unusual experience. But we are trusting God that um, he will see us through this and that we will come out with testimonies in Jesus' mighty name. All right. Uh, in very quickly, I would like to share uh, something from God's word and lead us in prayer. Uh, I want to say this just before I do that to everyone. We've never lived through something like this before. And so if there's anyone who is feeling out of sorts, who has experienced unusual emotions in the last couple of days, that's perfectly fine. But uh, we will not stop there, right? Uh, God who has called us and our God who is our father uh, encourages us that he is with us. And this hasn't taken him by surprise. I think it was Damia Delawa who said this in an encouragement video, I think two weeks ago, a week ago, that this didn't take God by surprise, right? So I want to just encourage us to find opportunity in this for testimonies uh, with God, all right? Okay, praise God. So I'd like us to read out of First Peter chapter 2, uh, verse 9 to 10. First Peter 2, 9 to 10. It's very strange. I don't have a keyboard displaying behind me, but hey, what can we say? <sighs> what can we do? Uh, be honest, can we, can we unmute any of the pastors so that I don't feel like I'm talking to myself at some point? Yes. Uh, but I, I'll read, uh, unmute the talkative ones. Polusha, uh, Danny, yourself. All right. Okay, so not, not all of them, just a couple of them. Let's go. First Peter 2, 9 to 10. All right. Uh, it says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, Amen. his own special people, that he may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but have now obtained mercy. I know that in the last couple of days, you must have heard all sorts. I read all sorts. I didn't expect that we would hear. Everyone has tried to give an explanation for what is going on, when they think it will end, how they think it will end. Um, and people are also trying to explain what God is trying to say, or what they think God is trying to say. Um, and, and, you know, for me, as we gather together, life point, I want to say what I believe God wants, what he's impressed in my heart, right? Uh, he, he reminded me over the last couple of days that the church has been grafted into Israel. Essentially, the church is his body. 
In First Peter chapter two, that I read, this is where a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And as we go through all this, as we, uh, I just wanted to remind us that we are Israel, we are God's people, okay, and that Israel has a covenant with God, okay. Israel is better than faith and total faith in God, right? So when in Isaiah 52, 51, I says, he says, look unto Abraham, your father. Yeah? He's talking about where, where this all started from. So I just want to remind us, and I think that was the, the big, it was a reminder. It was almost like him, God saying to me, just remind us who we are, right? That we are Israel. Uh, and if you look at scripture, uh, it's easy to look at Israel of old and just shake your head, right? Uh, because sometimes when you look at, you know, what they went through after God had taken them out of Egypt, you just shake your head and like, you know, what kind of people are those? Uh, but it's interesting that in a number of ways it can reflect us. I mean, uh, I'm not sure how many of us will have done the things that Israel did, right? So, for example, when God says to Israel, march around Jericho for seven days, yeah, I can just imagine me coming to church and telling everyone, well, God says we should march around Lekki for seven days nonstop. And for some reason, as I imagine that I could already hear Timoni's voice, I could hear Oyenda's voice, I could hear people like Caleb shouting, ah, this song, this hot song, ah, seven days, how we do that? How does this work for my profile? When people talk about us, don't we look silly? Or even when Joshua takes Israel about to go over the Jordan, and he says to the leaders, you know, would you go and put your feet into the water first? So I can imagine telling the pastors, hey, God has said. And I can just imagine the feedback. But it's amazing that while we think through Israel and their relationship with God, it's almost prophetic, an example of us and our relationship with God. All right. Uh, what is the difference? Why is it that after God brings out his people from Egypt, they still find it difficult uh, to trust him, to walk in faith? Um, I think sometimes it's because when God brings us out of wherever he's bringing us out, sometimes we have a fairly romantic view of what life should be. Uh, but when he walks Israel out of Egypt, it is one drama after another, yeah? Uh, when you read Exodus chapter, I think it's Exodus chapter 13, immediately they come out of Egypt, they are faced with water, right? And they have this big issue, Pharaoh is coming. In fact, I like how in Exodus chapter 14, they start to have a conversation with Moses. When you read verse 11, they say, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to die? But God shows up. He reminds Israel that it doesn't matter whether there is Pharaoh and the Red Sea. I am God. I am the one who brought you out, right? Uh, if you go to Exodus chapter 15, there is no water, right? And they begin to murmur. Again, God shows up. He brings water out of strange places. He reminds them that even in a drought, I am God. You go to Exodus chapter 16, there is no food. These are people who God has saved. And it's just that rhythm where one thing after the other seems to happen to challenge the very understanding they have of God's faithfulness. One thing after the other. It's not a romantic ride. 
that Israel has. You know, Exodus chapter 16, there is no food. Though they say that to Moses when you read verse 3, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. They would have, because in Egypt they say, look, we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. Says, but you have brought us out to the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. But God shows up. Exodus chapter 17, at a place called Rephidim, there is no water. And they begin to murmur and complain again. But God shows up again. What am I saying? So that even after we get saved, church, even after we get saved, Israel, is that there's no promise from has to go through drought, famine. Israel still has enemies, but God keeps them. As I began to say, look, but God, why is it that even when we are saved, sometimes we find it hard to trust you? Because that is one thing I know we have been called to do, to trust God in this season. And God is looking at the entire life point famine and he's saying, guys, you are Israel and I've called you to trust you. He's saying, look back. When those guys were going through all those times, the one thing I kept on saying they did not do was that they did not trust me. So that's what we're praying about. Lord, help us to trust me. And there's one thing that kept on pointing to me, and it's Hebrews chapter 3. In Hebrews chapter 3, he says, look, encourage yourselves, uh, you know, as long as it is today. He says, the reason you need to do that is so that no one, I think it's Hebrews chapter 3 from verse 7 to 9, He says, so the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did. He says, uh, when you read from verse 12 down, he says, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. I love the next line. It says, but encourage one another day, as long as it is called today. It says, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. There is a hardness of heart that a person can have that truncates their ability to trust God. And what did I mean by that? Sometimes hardship, Offense, pain, difficulty, loss, suffering have a way of hardening the human heart. And, and so, Israel, life point, uh, all of us, you know, I'm talking to myself included, as we go through those days, on one hand, there is the whole coronavirus. On the other hand, there is very uninteresting news about national economies. For some of us, there are more particular individual things happening. Right? I are wondering, but I am saved. I've come out of Israel. I hear PI say we must trust God, but do you understand what is happening? Right? In fact, I know nowadays, every time we wake up in the morning, we're all checking our bodies. What is that in my head? What is that in my chest? What kind of sore throat is that? I bind you. Everybody's rejecting everything, even a fingernail. No, no, nothing pains anyone now, right? And there is God in the midst of all that saying, look, keep your hearts tender before me. Right. It's so we are saved and then we are called to trust him. We are saved and then we are called to trust him. And then the phrase I heard in my heart is preparing for this was that Israel, gather your hearts into God. We're a covenant, we are a covenant people. We're a covenant people. Because sometimes challenges can make people come to a place where they can no longer trust God. 
come to a place where we cannot pray, come to a place where we cannot respond to God, you know, come to a place where it is difficult for you to turn to God, to hope. It is difficult for you to plan. But God constantly tries to teach the people of Israel to trust him. When he brings them manna in Exodus, I think it's 16 or 17, one thing he does is that he says to them, just gather enough for today. And I look at God trying to teach these people to wake up every day in the wilderness, no real estate, no knowledge of the economy, nothing, but just knowing that when they wake up, God will have sent food. It is an amazing exercise. The same God will say to them, you would work for six days, but there's one day where you must go and you must lock down. You must not go anywhere, not do anything, like a lot of us in the city of Lagos at the moment. And they say, just trust me. Trust me that I will still do the things that I told you I will do. I know there's that person who just started a business. God is saying, just trust me, but I will still do the things that I said I will do. I know there's a young man who just, the lady just started responding just before this lockdown. Now you are locked down and you don't know who's talking to you. And a house is close to Caleb's house. And you know Caleb was also interested. But just trust God that he who has begun a good work is faithful to complete it. And Israel has a big difficulty getting their hearts to trust in God while things keep on changing around them. I was preparing for this and I kept on saying there's someone who needs to go and read Exodus chapter 15, I think it was. Because in Exodus chapter 15, there is a song that comes out of Israel as they realize, my goodness, we're not just dealing with an ordinary person here, we're dealing with God, right? And I know CNN will not report about God. BBC won't, Skype won't, or the news channels won't. But God is, and he still is. I love the verse in Exodus chapter So for someone, it's, it is that meant today that would you refuse in this season for your heart to become hardened? Would you keep your heart soft before God? What are the benefits of trusting God, especially in a season like this? Isaiah 26, this is 3 to 5, says you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust you. It says, trust the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. He says, he humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and casts it down to the earth. I like Psalm 125. It says, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. It says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds uh, so the Lord surrounds Samuel, both now and forevermore. And I love the next verse. It says, the scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous. I, I like how we, we, we need to understand, you know, I like it in first, first Peter. He says, our faith is more precious than gold, yet it will be tested. And so Israel, will you stand up? That, that is the, that was what I, was hearing in my heart that Israel, remember who you are, right? I know they were, they're calling, you know, I, I wake up some days and against my better judgment, I go on the news and I hear them say, my goodness, the forecast is X, Y million people will be. I'm like, no, that is not me. There is 
there is an assurance of exclusion in this conversation. There is an assurance of exclusion in this conversation. That there are benefits of trusting God. But there, it says there's a confidence that we find in God in this season. And so like Israel, as we go from this, and I do not, I can't tell you for sure. I pray that we are out of here uh, in a couple of days. I pray that we are out of here in a couple of days. And I have various reasons. I, I want to see everyone again. I want to drive in traffic. I'm no longer going to complain about traffic. I want to drive in a bit of traffic. But it's also about health. It's also about life. It's also about the big and small things. There are people I want to see. There are things we want to do. I want to play a bit of tennis. I'm not ashamed to say this. Um, and I'd like to wear some of my clothes at some point. <laughs> but but I, I don't also like just being stuck in the house, even if I like being people I'm with most of the time. But but until that happens, and while God takes us through it, I keep on hearing hey, Israel, you must just focus on me. You must gather your hearts in total and just trust God. You must gather your hearts. He was telling me, just remind Israel who they are. Remind us that you don't belong to yourself. You, you are not your own man. And, and I don't know who it is on this call today, as we gather today, who needs to be reminded. Demilade, you don't belong to yourself. Already, you don't belong to yourself. It is, you, first, uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, he says you were bought with a price. There's a receipt for your purchase. It is with God. He owns us. And so we should not be afraid. God knows how to take care of his own. And that is one thing that he kept on trying to explain to Israel. At one point he would say, guys, you are stiff-necked. He says, because I would do this for you and do that for you. He says, but your heart has been so hardened by sin and deceitfulness. So I'm saying to someone in this season, would you keep your heart under a shower of encouragement? In this season, would you write a, a confession over your heart? In this season, would you treat fear? Would you treat doubt? Would you treat uh, 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 unbelief. You know the way, I mean, I know not some of you live in posh parts of Lekki, but the other, other, other people who don't live in such parts, you know how you treat mosquitoes? You you don't let them just fly around and, you know, if you see a mosquito on your skin, you, there's a way you watch it, you watch it like you're not watching it, then you hit it, you smack it down, you kill it in cold. That is exactly what church Israel, we are called to do to fear, to doubt. Because some of us now, any small thing, some of you have thermometers and you're checking your temperature every other hour. But God is saying, would you let your heart not become hardened in this season? Would you bring your heart close to the cross where Jesus was crucified for you and I? Would you bring your heart on a daily basis close to the word of God? Would you bring it close to fire? Would you pray in the Holy Spirit over your life, church, over your life? life? Would you stand in God's presence? The Bible says those that stand, says they, they appeared before him in Zion. It says they went from strength to strength. It says they looked upon him and their faces were lightened and they were not ashamed. Would you look at those who are telling us that, ah, this thing is going to wipe us out? Would you tell them that we are Israel? We are the children of the living God. And I know we sing all sorts of songs in the past. We'll say, God, you're a miracle worker. You're a wonderful, you know, and we say all sorts of wonderful things. And those things sound nice, romantic, and fantastic. 
when it is just dealing with traffic. This is when we need to show, and I don't know how it's going to work. I promise you, I don't know yet, uh, but this story will be told if Christ carries to our children, to our children's children, who will tell them of 2020, when God delivered us, when we will tell them of 2020, when people started dying and we're praying and we're a bit confused and we couldn't go and the children say, what? You couldn't go out? And yes, we say, yes, we did not go out for two weeks in Lagos or whatever it was. But we will then say, but see how God delivered us. And that is the confidence we need to have. Someone needs to go back and start planning. Someone needs to go back to their knees and start praying again. You haven't prayed in three days. You haven't prayed in seven days. For someone, I was preparing for this, and he said to me, he says, he is going to give you a new name to call him after this experience. Because all the names, a lot of the names we call God, are names that evolved out of the hearts of people as they experience God in different places. They would say, ah, he's a Beniza. And God says, he just he dropped a hiding place. He says, you shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. And I realized that God has been and continues to be in the habit of giving his people songs of deliverance. You don't need songs of deliverance in the middle of a picnic. You don't need songs of deliverance when you're holidaying in Mauritius on a beautiful beach and everything is fine. You don't need songs of deliverance when you are you know, having this nice meal at some nice place. But when there is trouble in the land, when there is a pandemic that no one can understand, God will then, as you then open your heart to him, church, Israel, God begins to give you songs of deliverance. A friend of mine was saying to me two or three days ago how they were working on a project and they were stuck. This was just last week, you know, this remote working thing, you really have to walk. Uh, a very long song, The Blessing, very nice song, uh, Stephotic Stretch. And she said that they began to play, she began to play the song. And she said it was as if a balm was applied onto her heart. That was her song of the deliverance. And I began to say to me, God, God, will you give me, even in this season, a song of deliverance? And so I want, to, I want us to pray tonight, all right? I want us to pray tonight. Uh, there's so much to say. There is so much to say. But the one thing I must say that I've heard God say to Israel, he said, remember who you are. Remember. So when they say, when you hear people say, everyone, maybe everyone will die. Better tell them, no, we belong to Israel. We belong to God. Tell them, tell your heart, tell your soul, tell the people, tell them that the blood of Jesus has been shed for us already. Tell mockers, tell people who say, "Ah, uh-uh, where all these Christians come out, tell them that our God is not asleep. Israel, he's saying to us, he's saying to all of us, Israel, he said, I'm the one who brought you out of Egypt. What is water that I cannot provide? And he would provide water and he would provide food and he would provide protection. He would provide a shade. He will provide a song of deliverance. I, I don't know who that person is. God says, I want to give you a new name. I want to give you a new name. And this is not the last battle that we'll fight in our generation. I am so confident of that. This is not the last battle. This is not the last battle. We'll fight other battles, but this is this one God will fight, he will win for us. 
All right. So remember who you are. Before you go to bed, play worship. This is not time. I say it with all due respect to the gentleman. This is not time to play Nairamali's music over your soul. No. This is not that time. No. That day, I don't know when it is. This is not the time for all that random music. This is not even time to be watching too much series. Carry the word of God. Put it in your heart. This is time for you to call people and pray together. There's a prayer chain and into the night, the Great Elevation Church, the prayers in the morning. Let it be the time that they told you you pray too much. Let it be the time that they told you you worship too much. Let, it, let, let people ask you, why are you always posting scriptures? Why are you always confessing? Why are you always praying the Holy Ghost? Because when the house is burning, people gather their possessions and people go to the place where they believe they are safe. But our hearts is overwhelmed. We are led to the rock. I want to encourage everyone. Our prayer, and we are praying every day. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That we are coming out of this bigger, when I mean bigger, well, you're eating a lot, you're coming out bigger, except you stop. We're coming out of this stronger. We're coming out of this with a testimony. We're coming out of this wiser. We're coming out of this more hopeful. Israel do not give up hope. Remember who you are. When you said you were born again, remember what it meant. The Bible says, for as many as believed in him, he gave power to become sons of God. Who is your father, Israel? This is time to pray. This is time to pray. This is not time to hide behind 15 series. This is not time to fill your life with, with, with distractions and hope the two weeks goes by quickly. It's time to say, Lord, help me. So, so wherever you are, if you do not mind, would you raise a hand up? I know it might look awkward, you by yourself, just lifting hands up. But we are the ones that trust in God. So would you just lift both hands up, wherever you are? Unless in one or two minutes, let's just say, Father, we trust you. Our God, we worship you. Our God, we thank you. Our God, we worship you. Tonight, your children, thank you. I'd like you to just go ahead and say, Father, we thank you. All over the city of Lagos, all over the world, wherever you are joining from, just say, Father, we thank you. Lord, we celebrate you. We give you praise. We give you praise. The God of angel armies. Lord, we give you praise. The one who never loses a battle. We give you praise. We give you praise. And in Exodus chapter 14, verses 19 to 20, it says, Then the angel of the Lord, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. This is when they come, Pharaoh is coming. The Bible says, The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood between them, behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. And it says, Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side, so that neither went near the other all the night long. God, in Exodus chapter 14, puts a division, and he refuses for evil to reach the people of Israel. Like us, just begin to declare over our lives, over our country, over Nigeria, over LifePoint Church, over our families, that there is the angel of the army of God that has come between us and this plague. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I like us to declare it boldly. When, when, when the people of Israel, when they go up that night and they mark their lampposts with the blood of the lamb of the Passover, it is a confession. They are declaring something. 
they are saying Israel lives here and that the angel of death will not touch. So someone needs to declare tonight, ah, I am, this is Israel. Israel needs to stand up and say, is Jehovah the one who heals, he's the one who creates. Lord, we declare healing. Lord, we declare divine In the name of Jesus, we declare healing. Exodus chapter 14. The Lord will fight for you. Our trust is in you. Our trust is in you. Our trust is in you. Someone who's got the pressure on your faith. Do not worry. This is time to rejoice in the presence of God. This is the genuineness of your faith. Even though it is tested by fire, someone else needs to confess the promise of God over their life. What is the promise of God? It says, Those who trust in Him will keep the perfect Those who trust in Him will be like Mount Zion. It says, They do not remove it. It says, Those even mountains will be removed. It says, My Lord, remember with you. Amen. Let's take another minute. Let's take another minute. Let's say the Lord, the God, Lord, we trust in you. Lord, we trust in you. We trust in you. Lord, we trust in you. David will say, Why are you so downcast, oh my soul? Someone needs to speak to their soul tonight and say, So you are coming along with me. So you may not have chosen the member, but we belong to Israel. We are the people of God, a royal priesthood, a holy, a holy nation. Amen. We have called out from darkness, and he will brought us out of Egypt. He will us out to die in the wilderness. We have an appointment in the future. We have an appointment in the Rock of Ages. Would we just plead the speech of the blood? The Bible says the blood of Jesus speaks better things. The blood of Jesus speaks better things. Declare authority that is in alignment with the expression of the blood. Nothing missing, nothing broken. No one will we declare that we are passed for the body of Christ. We declare we are kept in We declare that the mercy of God is our portion. We declare that songs of deliverance arise from our 
deliverance arise from our mouth. Arise from our mouth. Songs of deliverance. Songs of deliverance. Songs of deliverance. Songs of deliverance. Baba, we thank you. Uh, sometimes our hearts beat in a thousand different ways, but Lord, we thank you. Thank you. We turn our hearts to you completely. We, Israel gathers her heart before you in worship. I would say, Lord, every single day of this week, every single day of this season and for our lives, Lord, when we wake, remind us to trust you. Lord God, we declare nothing missing, nothing broken. We look up unto you, Lord God, and our faces are lightened. Our hearts are lightened. Even in the midst of this, we thank you for praise that rises up. We thank you for songs of deliverance. We thank you for the confession on our lips. We declare no longer shall the rod of the wicked exert over the loss of the righteous. We declare it is well with us. It is well with our families. It is well with us in this season. We are kept and we are protected. We will not forget who we are. Yes. The Bible says no. that you neither sleep nor slumber. Hallelujah. So, Lord, while we are awake, you watch over us. When we go to sleep, you watch over mm. with. Christ and us, we receive life. We speak life. And, Lord, we think life. Lord God, we declare that it is an end to thoughts of fear, thoughts of anxiety, of death, thoughts of infection. They end today. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Our Father, we thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Foolishness got the announcement. Next next Saturday, if we're not out, uh, if we're still at home, uh, we'll we'll begin at 5 o'clock. Please help me invite anyone, and even people who don't come to life, when just invite them, it's one hour, and it promises to be fantastic. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Speak soon. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.